In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. A champion must to another edition of the DYM Podcast. I am one of your burly hosts, Andrew Fiore, the cool breeze, and with me as always, just as burly, just as pleasant, just as hilarious, it's Dutch himself. It's Sean Donnelly, everybody. Hello there, everybody. The crowd goes wild. The dimwit, dimwit nation is going nuts right now. Dimwit nation. We have to get, that's what we have to get out there. Dimwit Nation. Dimwit Nation should take over. That should be a whole, <laughs> a whole thing. Because we're, we're, we're dimwits. We're fans of the show and we're kind yeah, of dopey guys. Dimwits is right. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's good to see you, my friend. How are you? Good to see you. I am good. And speaking of the dimwits, big shout out to uh, uh, Dimwit reaching for the number one spot, Dan Sweeney, owner of the 11th Street Bar in the East Village. If you can go, give them some patronage. They got some nice outdoor seating. I stopped by there uh, this past Saturday afternoon, and uh, Danny and I were just having a drink, and he goes, hey, man, I'm loving the podcast. I listen to it every week. I take my dog for a walk, and I just I laugh my ass off. So <laughs> oh, that's amazing. The dimwit number one, Dan Sweeney. Oh, my God, we're taking over. Dude, taking I'm over, baby. When, when, when in doubt, just rebrand. That's what it comes Absolutely. <laughs> and God bless it, too. The, the, we, we, once this whole thing's over, hopefully sooner than later, that's our kind of bar. 11th Street Bar for two guys. Oh, big God. time. We'll do a, we do a live show. They do music there. We do stuff from the back. That might be something in the works. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's great. Really good guy. And I w- went to high school together, actually. Yeah, which is that's so true. funny because. Garden City guy. Yeah, he's a Garden City guy. And you went to college with him, and I went to high school with him. I Met think him in college. Met him in college. Didn't go to the same schools. Oh, didn't go to the same schools. Okay. But you, uh, what was it? He's two years older than you, right? Correct. Yeah, you see that he's a year older than me, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he's a Garden City guy, and, yes, that's absolutely a bar that you'd find two people who almost look exactly alike uh, at the <laughs> bar. I, we, we did a show. Uh, did we mention that on the, on, the, on the road trip episode, how we were going to – we had a built-in opening bit when we went up on Oh, stage, yeah, because – yeah, so night one of our road trip, uh, we were switching. Technically, we were both headlining. But somebody's still got to go last in the true headliner spot. So we flipped, we choose for it. Yeah. Uh, once, twice, three shooted. And Sean won the first night, which was the coveted, I don't want to go last night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, it, was, it was fair and square. It was fair that and square. That one really worked out for you because you, I had to close that miserable show, even though it was fun. But then was, the next yeah. night, you got, you got to close the great crowd and everything. And even though it was also I had a fine time, technically doing the middle spot you really got reap the benefits of that of that direct uh, that choose yeah but it's funny because i was even saying to you like the, the, you realize the more we're in comedy the more you do stand up the when, the greener you are the more you want to like flex that headliner muscle but you have a show where it's double headliner and you've both been doing it for a while you're both just like, right. yeah i'll go first i'll totally, totally. Go first i'm done quicker yeah 
So, but the other part, it, it, what's really funny is that, um, so the joke was that right. we're interchangeable. Like Andy's just a taller version of me with more hair. That's basically <laughs> what's happening. But I, I was, it was also, I'm, I'm guessing we both, I never asked you this, but we both have, uh, sorry about that. Are we still recording? Yes. Just that you, we, you picked up what we both have. We, we both have, and it's funny because you were in the video and Zoom, you were looking down. And I was like, and then I would ask the question, you were still looking down. So I was like, you just look sad about the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm well, guessing we both have had people on the street call us big guy. I'm pretty sure that's. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's all I get in Times Square when the, the guys would come up to you. Yo, big man. Yo, big guy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I get. I get big guy all the time. And what up, big man? I'm, what up, big man? You got a dollar? What up, that, big man? That's my go-to street name. Big man. That, that'd be a good one, actually. That sounds like you're from The Wire, big man. They, have, <laughs> they had well, little speaking, Kevin on The Wire. So speaking of, this is a, this is a fun topic. Uh, speaking of Dan Sweeney, he was the man who gave me, uh, I guess, one of my nicknames, probably the one that my, my friends in the bar culture know the most. Um, many years ago when we would bartend together, uh, we would go out drinking afterwards and we would, uh, you know, just get shit housed. And I never like, and still to this day, don't care to sit at a bar too much. I will, but I prefer just to stand. I like standing. I like watching a TV. I like having conversation. And when I would get really shit faced, I guess, you know, I'd start to kind of jiggle and start to motion back and forth. Yeah. One like, night, Danny just goes. Yeah, it's called losing your equilibrium, Andy. Yes, that's what that's, that's called. Correct term. It's, it's called delirium. Delirium. Tra- oh, that's different. Actually, like alcohol tra- induced. Yeah. <laughs> alcohol induced. Uh, fucking and loss of balance. Taken. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he goes, well, "Would you sit down?" And I go, nah, "I don't want to sit down." He goes, "Well, you look like a human bowl of jello right now," and for whatever reason, the guys we bartended with, our friends in our drinking circle, jello. Just kind of stuck. So I was Andy Jello, and still to this day, I'm Andy Jello. I don't think I've ever heard that you're called Andy Jello. Here's the thing: it's because it's only within a certain group of people. So I'll have I'll sometimes have those paths cross, and somebody be like, "Hey, Jello, what are you doing?" And then like a girl will be like, "Did that guy just call you Jello?" <laughs> I'll be like on a date, and I'll be like, "Why that fucking older Puerto Rican man call you Jello?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a long story." But that's the other thing, too. It's not the most flattering nickname for a chubby guy because people automatically get, like, ah, oh, he just loves to eat, which I is think it's true. a fat thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I go, no, it's because I'm uh, addicted to alcohol as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because of my other problem in my life. <laughs> right. But that's funny. Did you, uh, did you have any nicknames growing up? Or is there any I don't know about? Obviously, other than Dutch and Queen. I think, uh, obviously, no, Dutch is, uh, you know, my coveted newest nickname. But, uh, no, I, I would get called Donnelly. Donnelly was it, yeah. it. Donnelly was it. And then I think for a very short period of time, my friends I used to skateboard with, like, they, they, we, and the thing about it is we would have, tons of nicknames like we would have like there was t- there was tons of it was always like it was really mean really mean nicknames sure. we had our one friend the biggest nickname for me growing up was well the, the one that was short-lived for me was wonder bread they just like my friend was like you just you look like you like act and look like a package of wonder bread right <laughs> it never 
it never stuck. It never stuck. Like it never stuck at all. Like and also, you know, I'm white and very white. And, yeah. But, but but um, it never never stuck. Like one, they tried to call me Wonder Bread for very short. I just remember thinking, oh, this might stick or whatever it is. But then mostly I've been called Donnelly. Or like or Sean John, they would call me Sean John because of Sean John clothing or whatever it is. But uh, we had some great ones from me growing up, like brutal ones. Like we, well, one that wasn't as bad, but he was called a bunch. Is my friend Opie? We just called my friend Opie Opie because he was red hair and freckles. He actually looked more like Problem Child. Like if you look at Problem <laughs> Child and you look at a picture of my friend Opie from back in the day, they look simultaneous. They look the same. Yeah, yeah. Simultaneous. They look identical. Simultaneous. Jesus. That's funny. Um. Anyway, so we had Opie. We also had there one of the best stories I ever heard that I might have told in the podcast once. Is there was this kid that used to skip? I, I barely knew him. I think I might have met him a couple of times. That one time he was on some the back of somebody's car, and they pulled away. Skitching. What? Skitching. No, no, no. He was just like, it was parked. The car was parked. Oh, oh. And he was on the back of the, like, the, the back hood in the trunk. And they, but somebody was like either drunk or not paying attention. And they drove off. And he rolled hey. off the back of the hood. And the person, everybody freaked. Because they were like, oh, my God, this guy just fell. And the person driving freaked out and put the car in reverse and backed over him. Oh, my and then God. Then everybody freaked out even more and lost their minds. And the person driving put it back and forward and drove over him. Good Jesus forward. Christ. And that dude's nickname was Speed Bump for like a lot of his life. <laughs> <laughs> it was like perfect. And it's like, that sounds like a made up story, but it's absolutely true. Speed Bump. Speed Bump. He survived, then, obviously. Uh, he survived, yeah. He was, he was okay. And then wow. on, to- on top of that, what was he the driver's had- nickname? Uh, um, uh, 20 to life. I don't know. <laughs> Felon. I have no Up idea. Far Eastern. If you yeah. <laughs> ah, I just got you. Uh, race, racist Andy should be yes. a character on the show. Yeah. Um, just new racist. brand, new character, <laughs> new, new brand, new character. Hey everybody. It's racist Andy. Uh, the other car, the other, uh, uh, the other nickname, uh, was we, all right. There's a couple more. One was this kid. I, for mo- I, this kid's nickname was so his name that I didn't know his real name for the first four years of knowing him. So, ha- such a common occurrence. Yes, and his name was Booger, like across Long Island, like like well, people, like you if you if you ask that one people, out, what you couldn't figure that one out. What do you mean? You did, you thought his real name was Booger? No, meaning no, meaning that I just everybody just called him Booger. Oh, just nobody had no, no idea what his real name was. Nobody had no idea what his oh, real name hilarious. was. Not that not that I was like, oh, I thought it was his real name. No, like I, he, he was called that in like seventh grade, and it stuck until he was like thirty, like until he was like twenty five. <laughs> it was like, actually I feel really bad that it was the thing, but I would say for the first part of knowing him in my life. I didn't know his name is Mike. I didn't know his name was Mike. I had no idea. And if you ask people, like if you are, right, so skaters, if you met skaters from other towns, uh, even from like other states sometimes, and you were like, oh, do you know Booger? They're like, oh, yeah, of course we know Booger. Like everybody knew him. Everybody knew this dude, Booger. Yeah, yeah. Transcended the entire island, this nickname. And then he, now he doesn't want to be called it, obviously, because he's a 42 year old man. So he doesn't want to be called Booger, but I'll never, it was a big part of my life. And then the other big one, which we called my friend, one of my friends, he had a giant brace face. He had a lot of braces, uh, big braces. It it filled up his whole mouth. 
and he had a big mouth, mouth, big lips, big mouth. And uh, Mortal Kombat 2 was a big thing back when I was a kid, like 16, when nicknames would have been hot. And uh, we start, well, one friend started calling him Barocalypse. They called him Barocalypse, which is a character in, in Mortal Kombat 2. If you look it up, you'll see what I'm talking about. And he, that was a behind-the-back nickname that he didn't know about. Uh, right. We didn't call it to his face. So it was more of us shitting on him than actual, an actual nickname. Yeah, it's funny how... When we're, while we're talking about this, I think about all my different circles and how the nicknames are are strictly within these groups. Like, and because they're very nicknames are very insidery, you know. So, like, yeah, my friend. Uh, there's this is one of the most the funniest ones, and of course, it's not going to come across because you need a visual of this girl. But my one friend. Uh, dated this girl who really let herself go after like three years into a, she got comfortable in the relationship, but she sucked. And I can say this with, you know, full disclosure because they're no longer together and they had a bad breakup. So she's the enemy anyway. And uh, once she really let herself go, she was a friend of ours uh, from college. So some of your college friends, when they come to New York, you know, they don't see, you don't see each other for, Months, sometimes maybe even years at a time. And my one friend is visiting, and he was like, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so's uh, girlfriend? And I go, oh, you didn't hear? They had a horrible breakup. This happened, that happened. He goes, oh, thank God, dude. She was starting to look like Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> which is such – it's so mean and so accurate, which is the makings of a good nickname. Now, let me ask you this. So that's not just a, like, sh- like she gained weight, I'm going to be shitty kind of thing. She looked like Slimer. She kind of trans. yeah. She, it, was, it was more she had, shoving yeah. a lot of food in her face. But yeah, it was also, like, her body shape kind of started out great, and then it just kind of <laughs> expanded into that Slimer-style form. Are you, Andy, are you saying you think Slimer's body shape started out great? <laughs> You're like, well, it's... it's Slider, Slider, Slimer it's a had a pear, great it's a top pear shape. It's a pear yeah. shape, I should say, where it's a little, it's a little more normal on top, and then it really lets itself go. But the the way that you're saying you can do this is because she was a piece of shit as well. Piece of like shit, she, and yeah. yeah, and like cheated on my buddy, and she sucked. And but and now, I don't think my buddy even knows the nickname that we gave her, but we still call her that behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> so if he was there, and then you said it. Is he the yeah, type I mean, to freak out? I don't know if he would know who we were talking about because we've never mentioned it to him, to his face. But oh, yeah. she wouldn't really come up in conversation anyway. Right, it's, it's kind of a done deal. Yeah, he's like married with hat, you know. It, it's Oh, yeah, that's ancient history. But did you ever nickname like people you would see like around your hometown? Like, we oh, yeah. One, there, we have two famous people. We have one. You can even like Google this one lady, uh, the mud lady of Marstown. Uh, it's like this... She was a very young, beautiful woman, and just I think she's either schizophrenic or bipolar, but she came from this very well-to-do family, and she kept refusing to get help. Like, she just didn't want any sort of, you know, stay in any hospital or whatever, but because of her, you know, sickness, she would uh, take, like, shoe polish and cover herself in... Blackface. Black, yeah, essentially... Yeah, that's essentially what it was, but her yeah. whole body. And she obviously, you know, she got nicknamed the Mud Lady um, because she, she would, you'd just see her wandering around Marstown, New Jersey, 
Her name's Marianne Boulard. Steve Brown wrote a paper on her sophomore year of high school. That's the reason <laughs> I know her full name. But you, but like, she was a regular. High Sky Man was a regular one. It was just this guy who like w- never ran but walked around. He was just high on meth, I think, the whole time and just walked at a very fast pace. But it was like a super friendly guy, and he was just high as the sky. We had a guy uh, named Pockets um, because. <laughs> But I think he was. I think he was mentally. I think we knew back then he was mentally handicapped. But it wasn't. It was a harmless nickname. We just called him Pockets because he would walk around with his pockets inside out. So he was called Pockets because Hilarious. of that. And then there was Pink House Lady. This lady, pink the Pink house. Lady, the Pink Lady, the Pink Lady, and she lived in a pink house. She wore pink all the time. And back in the day, uh, there was an urban legend about her. I, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast. Urban legend about how. She went into the, the local pizza place, and this guy who uh, – actually, was, it was through – like this guy was a skateboarder as well. This kid was there, and he saw her, and he, she was just sitting there. She wasn't eating any pizza or anything. And she just pulled out a napkin, and she wrote something on the napkin and then walked out of the pizza place. And suppose, the story goes that he walked over and read the napkin, and it said, there's a million dollars in my basement, but it's possessed by the devil. So this kid <laughs> and his, this kid and his friends – broke into her basement to check it out to see Come on. I swear to God and there was nothing there. <laughs> no, of course not. Now that's also the story I heard, so maybe none of it happened, but the kid that it was, everybody from Long Island that was like if you told that story and you said it it was this guy, they'd be like, Oh yeah, he did that. Yeah, absolutely this guy. <laughs> he was one of those guys. He was wow. like he was a bad kid. He was the kid that was like, Yeah, yeah, this guy he definitely did that. Yeah, absolutely he did that. We yeah, we had a couple we had one guy make uh tw- uh yeah, twenty twenty the show. Back in like the early nineties. Hugh Downs and Baba Wawa? Hugh Downs and Baba Wawa. There was, uh, I think his name was Richard Kramer or something along those lines. He was a homeless man. He sued the Kramer. Local- yeah. This fruit's for, I know, this fruit's That's Kramer. Kramer. That's Kramer's fruit. This guy sued the Marstown local library because uh, they kept kicking him out because he stunk and was homeless and they were, he was like annoying people and he sued the library. Um, and I think successfully, but the story made 2020. And then oh, the, the other uh, beloved figure in Marstown was at the AMC movie theater. There's this guy, Eric Fluffy Glover, big, <laughs> giant black man, like big fat guy, but also really tall, like six foot five. I mean, a oh, huge, wow. huge man, but like the sweetest guy on earth. And forever, for years, like since I was maybe like 12 up until like my 20s, he was the ticket taker guy at the movies. And he would have this thing where he would always do the same gag. You'd come up, you go, hey, Eric, hey, Fluffy, how you doing? He'd go, all right, how you doing? And you'd hand him your ticket, you go, tickets, please. And he'd go, he'd make a little machine noise, like he was scanning your ticket. He'd go, and he'd go, change. And he did it every time. He'd keep the change you every single time. And he became like a legend. And then he kind of hit the skids financially, and there was like a whole GoFundMe for him. And uh, I don't think he's doing too great. I think I saw him when I was in town. I think he's like living out of his car now or something. Ah, really a heartbreaking story, but like he was so sweet. Well, I'll tell you, and, library, uh, like you said with the the other one, libraries are uh, chock full of characters. Because I used to I used to work at my town's library, and there was a guy, uh, and he was this tall, skinny guy. And at the time I worked there, I was obsessed with the JFK assassination. So yeah. he would come in with a duffel bag and just stay all day. And he, he did not, he smelled really bad. Like he was all, like he was just, but he, he wouldn't get kicked. Then 
he wouldn't get kicked out, but he would like act up. So they would let him back in, but he would douche it all the time. Like one time he was having a cigarette outside and he just gave the cops the finger as they drove by. <laughs> so they just, they like went, they went after him. Like they just, they like, they, they chased after him. And then right. he gives him the finger and he runs back in the library and then he barricades himself in the bathroom and he wouldn't come out. And the cops <laughs> are there trying to get him out of the bathroom. But then, like, two weeks later, he's back at the library. Like, like they didn't, they didn't yeah, yeah, get yeah. him from the library. But I was so – I was a kid, and I, you know, have imagination. And I was so obsessed with the JFK assassination that I made myself believe that he was involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, he's, been, he's involved, and he's had to be on the run for all these years. And that's he's the second shooter. Like, he's the second shooter, and he's – he knows something, and I, I know it. I almost know it. I'm pretty sure that he was definitely involved with the JFK assassination. That's so funny. Yeah, man. But, yeah, but there was always – yeah, we didn't, I didn't call him anything because he was just like this guy. Actually, we might have had a name for him, but I forget. People at the library might have had – that worked there might have been like – had a name for him or something. Maybe Lee Harvey or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Uh, you know, also, dads were such a great distributor of nicknames and – Growing up playing sports, too, you get nicknames in sports. But like you said, yeah, in, like, comedy, I'm Fiore. Just people call and refer to me as Fiore. Yeah, I'm Donald. And, 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 and Hack. That seems to be a – Yeah, that, it's weird. <laughs> me, too. How do we get the same nickname? <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, hockey has a fun one because, like, for whatever reason, when hockey – when you get a hockey nickname, it's just uh, the beginning of your last name and then an S-Y ending, you know? So it'd be like, my name's oh. tougher to do it because it's, but it'd be like Fjords, you know, you'd be like yeah. Donzi and, and just like anything in an SY is some, for some reason, strictly in hockey, but sports was always a great one for that. Obviously like in college, we had a different run of circle and like, like my friend uh, who you met, who we hung out with last weekend, uh, Brian Daniels, um, he doesn't have the greatest memory. So he became Shark Brain, and then that became Sharky. <laughs> so we call him Sharky. Yes, the abbreviation. Yeah. He's, a real, he's a real wiry kid, too. We call him Squiggly. He's always squirming and getting out of jams. We call him Squiggly. And then uh, also he was known in college to do a lot of, you know, substances and have a good time. And we also – so he was also maybe a little freewheeling with the ladies. And so you also so, called him an ambulance sometimes. <laughs> we called him <laughs> No, but we, at one point – it became a, a Petri dish, and then it became Petri, and that became Pete. So it's just like, <laughs> the historical origins of nicknames are something I love because it, it, they're just so funny. If you go, where's Pete come? You go, well, it comes from Petri, which comes from Petri. You got to work. You got to reverse mystery solve it. It's the evolution of the, the, the nickname. But I yeah. never, yeah, the only thing I had was Sean John. Or Sean, and then I went to Sean Don, and then it was like Don, and then, and then Don. Oh, my! My grandfather was called Don because of Donnelly. Oh, like at like it's funny. Like at the at the bar they hung out, and he was called Don okay. Don Donnelly. And then I think I was called Don Donnelly at one point. It just it, it goes right, right. Don it, Don. The the ones that last over ten years Don. are the ones that you remember. The ones that like yeah. people have that name, and it replaces their name. <laughs> yeah, that's the big ones. That's the absolute big absolutely. Ones. It reminded um, me of uh, one from college. My roommate was named Michael Gluhanik, uh, G-L-U-H is spelling. And uh, sophomore year, you know, we'd already known each other for about two years now. And he was my roommate sophomore year. And we we're having a few people in our room. And we were having the same similar conversation. We we're talking about, like, nicknames from high school and stuff like that. And, you know, we call him Glue. 
because his last name's Gluhonic, obviously. And he goes, yeah, well, so, you know, like, glue comes from, you know, my last name is Gluhonic. That's where people get that from. We go, yeah, we figured that one out, Mike. <laughs> he felt like he had to put it together for us. We're like, he got glue from Gluhonic. Pretty easily we arrived at that. <laughs> and boy, did we break his balls after that one. Right? And he's a doctor now. He's like one of the smartest guys. But like sometimes That's, guys like that, 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 you know, they have no common sense. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so speaking of which, this kind of leads into a little bit of what I watched this week. Mafia nicknames are some of the greatest nicknames. Oh, I know what you watched. You watched the New York versus the Mafia thing. I did. Um, I watched Fear City. Yeah. Fear City. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched only three episodes. I was so disappointed. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm like, I have one left. And I, it was yeah. great, but I just wanted more, you know? Well, every time they do one of those mafia shows, I'm always so intrigued by Paul Castellano. Not only because I think he, yeah. was, related to my, I think he was related to my English teacher, and I mentioned that before in the Woo! podcast. You hear that thunder? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was big uh, Paulie from the thing. Yeah, yes, Paul uh, So, but also because I think it'd be good to do a movie about him because he didn't, he wasn't your run of the mill mafia guy. Like he was actually, he was like having an affair with his, with his maid. Yeah. Uh, not that that's the reason why, but he also was not. He was the boss of bosses, but yeah, he was also like more of a businessman. He was more of a businessman. He, he didn't go on the streets. And I think he was less, he was like respected in some circles for that, but not in others. Like it was like that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, and you also – that has such a great ending too because, you know, he came – his death came at the hands of the Teflon Don himself, John Gotti, you know, like outside Who Sparks Steakhouse. Could, and, it's, and it's ironic because it could not have been more opposite than Castellano. Yeah, like, yeah. John Gotti was known as being like a, a bull. Like a, it's not well, they had Sammy the Bull, but I mean like Sammy the bull he was known as being as a bull as well. Like just completely gruff, completely – not that bright, just street-level guy that just worked his way up. You know, that yeah. Kind of there was uh, one of the other heads. I think it might have been uh, this guy. Um, it was like Tony uh, Galante. I'm getting their names wrong, but either way, his nickname was Ducks. And there, it was like, why is his nickname Ducks? It's because he always because he kept ducking any sort of like uh, any sort of indictments. He would just duck everything. Like he got what? out of everything <laughs> having to do with the police or getting arrested. So they were just calling him, yeah, Tony Ducks. I gotta watch the rest of that show. I watched something as well. I watched um, Biloxi Blues. I really oh my watched. god! What Dude, the hell did you? It. Biloxi it's Blues. on Peacock. It's on. Watch Pe- Peacock has some free content and it's good. Yeah, young Mac Broderick. Young Maddie Broderick. I like how you call him Matt. Matt Broderick. Maddie. Maddie the B. Maddie B. It's the nickname show. Uh, I don't remember. I, I really saw Biloxi Blues when I was a kid and never, I don't think, ever saw it as an adult. I just kind of remember the whorehouse scene and him, like, you know, a, a, an old kind of uh, very experienced veteran whore. And, well, it was, uh, it was Rowena, who was also played by, um, I forget her name, but she played the, the, set, the nurse in Empty Nest. That's why I remember her. Ah. It was a sitcom. Back in the day, a spinoff of the Golden Girls called Empty Nest with Richard Mulligan, who's also in Meatballs 3 or whatever that is, or 2. And the one who played his nurse was Lori something. And, and she, that, whatever I see, I already, at the time, I knew her from that show. So when I would watch Biloxi Blues, I would always think of her from that show. I think, she, I think that Empty Nest was after Biloxi Blues, but only a couple of years. 
Right, right, right. But I, I'm on the same page as you where I watched it as a kid, but I saw it. It was on, when we had movie channels, it was on HBO a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen it a bunch, but I haven't seen it probably in, I don't know, probably 20 years. I haven't probably seen it in 20 years. And it's, it makes you realize, like, first off, uh, I want to tell you this. I didn't realize this. Guess who it is? It's a Mike Nichols movie, my friend. Come on. It's Mike Nichols. That's who directed it. Wow. Mike Nichols. Yeah. Mike Randall Nichols Edwards is her name, who you're thinking of. What's her name? Randall Edwards. Oh, I had – and I wasn't even close. I think her name was Laverne. Her name is Laverne on Empty Nest. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, sexy but anyway, older broad, though. She is, yeah. Still? You mean her from back then? Uh, back then, I guess. Well, she was probably about 10 years younger than you back then, but that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's only 65 now, so. Yeah, yeah, no, she was pretty young back then. But she had that, like, I have experience kind of feel. It was like perfect yeah. casting, perfect yeah. casting. Uh, but, yeah, it was Mike Nichols that did the movie, and then it was a Neil Simon uh, play. And it's so funny watching I didn't know that either. Yes, Neil Simon play, and it's the the writing is so good in it. It makes you want to be like a playwright when you watch it. But also, it's one of those things that I don't think it did very well. I don't know. I don't remember how it did, like box office wise. But when you're watching it, you can see why it's a play. It comes off like a play. Yeah. So much like they didn't. I don't think they messed with it barely at all. Like I don't think they tried to throw in movie making magic at all like it just but it works it still works because it's so good and it was like an hour and 50 minute movie but it flies by because of how good the the writing is and it's funny there's things i didn't pick up on as a kid that i picked up on now like there's a scene where one of the one of the one of the one of the privates tells the guy that he's he's black because there's but he's this, he's a white dude. His name's Hennessy or whatever it is. Yeah. But back in the day, but then what happens is the guy pushes him on. And he goes, "I knew there was something wrong with you because it's the '40s and you know that's the '40s." And he goes, "I knew there was something wrong with you." And he goes, "Well, I can see how you think because I meant black Irish." But when I remember as a kid, I thought he still meant black and Irish, like he's both. And I remember <laughs> thinking that he really was part black in the movie, but in actuality, he was black. I didn't know what black Irish was when I used to watch it as a kid. Right. 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 So it's a small thing and it doesn't matter, but it's funny that that is a little bit of a phenomenon, like scenes in movies or things you saw as a kid that when you get older, you go back and you go, oh, they were saying that. It was like an adult yeah. thing. You yeah. Know, like, you know what? That happened to me a lot. And, oh, by the way, if I remember Biloxi Blues, right? Uh, Alan Ruck, Matt Broderick um, reunion. It, nope. He's not in it. He's not? Alan Ruck? No, who does he play in Biloxi Blues? Uh, doesn't he play uh, Don Carney? No, that's uh, K- Casey Sisk, whatever is S I E S Z M I K O or something. I can never pronounce that last name. Sisko. Sisko. I don't even know how to say it. But him and his. Like I said, it's been a while. That is Don Carney is the guy who's in Three O'Clock High. Remember Three O'Clock High? Oh yeah, totally. He's the main guy in Three that I love. I, now I kind of want to watch it, to be honest. Yeah, but, for real. Uh, he's in um, 3 O'Clock High, and he plays Don Carney in, in Biloxi Blues. But it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, um, what I was going to say was what makes The Simpsons so great was that when I watched it, I, was, I loved it as a kid, obviously. And, I, you know, it was, came out in 1989. I was 11 years old. And then you watch everything. And then when you become an adult and you know things – you go back and you watch these still hilariously amazing 
completely written episodes. But then now you get these weirdo references they're making that were way over your head as a kid. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Just, and, the, and you yeah. go, this show is just so, working on so many levels. There's a uh, joke every 10 seconds. It's phenomenal. Absolutely, dude. Um, yeah, so, but I, but I, I, I was watching also – Criminal Intent is also for free on 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 Peacock. Oh, buddy, I was watching a little. Like, if, I was dude, rewatching. We can do better than that. I was, it's a great show. It's a great no, show. it's the worst one. It's not. It's a. With it's fucking, really awesome. No, hey man, if you want, you want to talk about movies, like what, each one's like its own movie. It's like it's not like you're like as for you is great. The first Law and Order back in the day was great, and then it that's got the best. Show. That's hands down. You think that was the best one? Best Law and Order was. was I know it's the best one. I'm saying that with concrete proof. You got Sam Waterston. You got uh, Jerry Orbach. You. uh, That's even late. They had some earlier. Yeah, they Adam Steele and Sorvino and Chris North. Yeah, Sorvino. Um, but it really found its footing, and yeah, it's. I guess even the first four seasons are great too. But I'm a McCoy man. I'm a McCoy and Briscoe (laughs) kind of guy. You know, McCoy Stan. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy is uh, they're coming. There's going to be a new one. Maloney, really? Chris Maloney, who uh, he's back. He was already in it. What do you mean he's already in he, it? He was in Law and Order. I know he was in SVU. For no, years. no, no, no. He was in regular. I guarantee it. What? Do you he was mean? on the tail end. He was with. I was with Chris Maloney and Dennis Farina. Were they? Like, no, that's two. no. That was Jeremy Sisto. Come on, man, buddy. I'm telling you. I'll bet you a hundred bucks right here. Hold on, for, for an episode or for he was the part. An arc. The, Sisto came after that. Oh, that's okay. That's different. He didn't. Sisto, he wasn't. Sisto and uh, who's it? Anthony. Yeah, but he was coming over from SVU. Uh, I'm gonna have to look this. Not, wait, oh, Chris, I'll make oh, you. A, I'll make you a. I'll no, make you a twenty dollar bet you're, right no, no, now. No, no, Chris Maloney. I thought you said Chris Imperioli. Chris Imperioli. Not Chris Maloney. Maloney. I got the names wrong. You mean Michael you Imperioli? Chris Michael Imperioli. I thought you said Chris Maloney. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that. Chris Maloney, staple. Of, uh, As for you, and then he left, but he didn't die in the show, and now he's coming back with his own show. I think Stabler. it's going to be called Stabler. It's going to be called I, Stabler? I, I don't know. I think <laughs> they should call it – I think they should do it like Logan and call it Stabler. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be amazing, Jay right? Hooker. And, and, like and make it like real gritty, make it like bad lieutenant where he's like a like not a great cop. I could see that working. But they won't do it because they have a formula. They have it like if you if you go down to that whole area, if you go by like they took over like the piers, like where as far as like I think they shoot down there and their yeah, auditions Chelsea are down piers, there and yeah. stuff. But it's like it's like clockwork. It's, it's they have their own system. I think they have it's like a machine. God, how much Dick Wolf must be worth? Let's make our let's make a guess and then we'll see. What do you guess? I half a billion. Half a B million? with yeah. a billion. Yeah. I'd say 500 oh. mil just because he's the executive producer, the creator, and they're on 24 hours a day. And on top of it, and if, he was – And ten, at times three. And he was an executive Maybe producer. Four. Before he had the Law & Order Empire, he, was, he did other shows. What's your guess? Uh, I'll say 400 million just to make it interesting. You want to look it up? Let's see. Dick Wolf, net worth. Obviously, these things, uh, accuracy is with a grain of salt. All right. Uh, a couple conflicting reports here. If you go by, oh, if you go by celebritynetworth.com, yeah, get five hundred and fifty million. If you go yeah, by, they're known sheet, for being they're known for being uh, going over. Um, it's looking like 
Yeah, around five hundred million. He's a rich, rich well, man. Is what if, you look at, if, if you look at Google, their estimate is two hundred fifty million. That's what. Yeah, I saw another one that said that. Which still, you're, you're probably not going to have to get a second job with that. And this is the first time in my life I've ever Googled Dick Wolf, and I purposely was trying not to see what he looked like. For oh, some really? Reason. And now I see what he looks like, and it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I Him saw and also Jerry Bruckheimer I never looked up with Jerry – or Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. They used to have the, the film. Yeah, movie. there's some entertainment moguls who are just worth gajillions. And it's also like he back in the day when, you know, the TV syndication money was just astronomical. You know, yep. it's like that doesn't happen anymore. That was no. the last of the Seinfelds, the Larry Davids, you know, like the Ray Romanos, maybe, you know. But man, if you were a creator and he'd be, holy shit, the thunder and lightning <laughs> got, is crazy over here. And he's scared of the lightning. <laughs> I'm not, um, that one just caught, startled me. You know what's funny but, uh, is I'm hearing it a, a beat after you are over here. <laughs> right. But, um, well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to I'll, – I'll give any Dick Wolf joint a, uh, a try. <laughs> a Dick He's Wolf my joint. He's my main man. Uh, you love him. You really do. You absolutely love him. I well, love the wolf. I think we should tell people that we have – we do have stuff brewing. We got, we got, we're going to talk about rebranding. We have some stuff brewing. Yeah, we have some, some concrete – the paperwork is out there. Yes, the paperwork is out there. And Things need to be signed, uh, T's and I's, and you have to be crossed and dotted. And then uh, in about two weeks, I think we'll have an announcement. Uh, we, I know we've been running the, the best teaser campaign for about a year now, but it looks like it's finally going to happen. Barring any sort of insane thing, uh, we are going to have major news in, in about uh, coming around September. We do, uh, we, we do that thing where you, you tease something until people lose interest. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> right, right. We're just trying to tease the fuck out of something until you get to the point where you're like, I just don't care. Like, almost like, let's do this. Let's tease it so much that people get mad at us and stop no, listening no. to the podcast. <laughs> this is for real this time. It is actually going to happen this time. Um, cool. Well, well Andy, uh, let's, let's hear about your radio show that you have and your social media. I believe you're on social media. I am on social media. I'm starting to really hate it more and more these days. Yeah. Uh, I took Facebook off my phone and Twitter's coming next. Um, I, I put my phone down and I pick it right up again. It's really a disease. Yeah, and it is. it's not it's- helping me and, uh, or anybody for that matter. So Twitter might be the next to leave the phone. But if you want, I will still occasionally write a joke or a funny on there. It's at Andy Fiore. And uh, I will post show dates and stuff that on my website, andyfiore.com. Hopefully more are coming. It seems to be picking up a little bit. They'll all be safe and outdoorsy. Uh, so keep checking the socials. And, yes, you can always listen to me on SiriusXM every Thursday at 4 p.m. My show is called The Raw Report. This week we have uh, David Arquette, who uh, a fun guest, uh, who had kind of a really crazy kind of career in Hollywood. So speaking of late '90s, mid '90s kind of actors, um, so tune into that. It was a fun talk. Um, and I, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I have a show on series called Celebrate. Uh, I, I do it with my pal Kevin McCaffrey. It's super fun where we celebrate one topic each week. And I was so excited because you know how we are with Seinfeld. Uh, when we're taping this, uh, this, this week's episode, we had Spike Ferriston, who is a producer oh, and writer yeah. from Seinfeld. It's on right now. And it's on right now as we're recording. <laughs> but it will be on the app after it's there. So if you have yeah, a yeah. serious app, check it out. And, we, and also we have um, 
we have social media for the show, guys. We have Instagram. It's at the DYM podcast and the same thing on Twitter. So make sure to follow us on there and to contact us because we'll, we'll get right back to you. Maybe not Andy because he's going the opposite route in show business with not wanting to get um, with getting off social media. But we're no. on Instagram. We're on Instagram. Uh, so tweet at us. But Instagram I'm still us. enough where I will get back to people. I am. I'm still in <laughs> show business enough to have the attention seeking. I love the attention, this guy. Uh, so yeah, it's at the DYM podcast. Also, guys, it, this is so important. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I, like, if you it's are four seconds, to the, I, it, it'll take you four seconds to do. If you are a listener to this podcast, if it's brought you joy, uh, we we know we have dimwits out there that want to help it out. Just flood the reviews. It only is going to help us. Flood the reviews, flood the subscriptions. Tell people about the show. And we, and I told you we have. It's only getting more and more from here. It's getting bigger. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Andy, thank you so much, my friend. No problem. I love you. I love the Dimwits. I love the Defenders. And until next week, we will uh, talk to you guys later. Dimwit Nation. Bye bye.